Good morning, everybody. This is Morning Sushi, and we are live from Jacksonville, Florida, right here in historic Springfield. And if you don't know, you probably will soon. And today we've got a great show. There's so much to be said in the world of rando news that's important and not so important. And my guests are... They're hot. So anyways, <laughs> today we have got so much to say. Uh, Denver, Denver, over there in Denver, they actually uh, hit the news about uh, a nonprofit who went out and bought a, um, a hotel and has turned it into um, housing, like little micro apartments for the homeless community out there. So they're really shaking up things and uh, making very progressive strides. Also, too, back here in Jacksonville, Jasmine, a force that we've all come to know and love, but they just are ever-expanding, and now they've hit the news with the opening of J3, their third installment, and they are a power to be reckoned with here. Also, too, moving forward into the world of entertainment, Disney, again, finally actually issued out a a character who's finally actually out and open as far as being, um, actually, I think the character is a lesbian. We'll hash that out further. But anyways, the fact is, is it's actually out and open versus suggested. That's a big deal. And also, too, we have across the way a father who celebrated the... Um, his son taking his first uh, round of testosterone and the way that this father celebrated his child is really newsworthy and I can't wait to talk about that because that's where all parents should be. <laughs> and then of course, you know, we have the crusty hoe of the week and with that said, I think the award is going to go to the, um, well, I don't know if it's the Archdiocese or if it's just Catholics. I'm not sure. We'll hash that out. But anyways, um, a couple of the teachers in a school were forced out for actually being open about uh, being engaged to a same-sex partner. I put that in quotes because I just think it sounds weird. But anyways, and then also lastly, we are... Um, I think something good to talk about, and this is what the subject is, is that since we have legalized gay marriage, suicide, weights, suicide rates, they've dropped. And that's really a no-brainer. But we're going to talk about it. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. We have um, great guests today. We're going to come back. And with me, we're going to talk to Devin Wilson and Santa. So stay tuned. This week's dose of morning sushi is brought to you by that asshole roommate who didn't leave enough milk for a bowl of cereal, but still put it in the fridge. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that she's bitter, but it's true. <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> Anyways, so with me today, Devin Wilson, Sir Devin Dowdy, local business owner, hot leather guy, whispered in my ear. I loved it. And Miss Anna, you're pretty hot to trot too. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, actually, and then recently, we were just talking, but you were also, um, you were just kind of telling me about how you were kind of a bit, I don't know if a pioneer is the right word, but you were one of, uh, you were the first. I was the only the woman, in fact, still the only woman that's ever owned an eagle in the United States. And I bowed it up. And I own this one here. So before. thank you. Thank you both for um, you know kicking it with thank me this Sunday morning. I know it's early, but we're fun. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, I don't know if you guys have caught any of these topics, but you know, it's these are great topics to kind of talk about because we all do come to the table with, you know, perspectives and whatnot. And apparently this guy who did who bought this um, hotel out in Denver has done already, 
I don't know if I've read 17 of them. He's done a lot more of them. And now I want to say it's, um, they're just my, these little micro apartments that are helping those who are kind of displaced or homeless get off the street and get a foot, a proper foot into the world. Sometimes it's just all you need. Mm -hmm. It's just a proper footing to just break that cycle of things mm -hmm. and I'm wondering, you know, geez, could we even do something like that here in Jack's or what does it take? Um, and I wonder even too, if it's just a new movement that's growing and happening. I, I think it's He's given a door instead of just a dollar. I mean, yes. Yeah. You know, something that's theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think something else that you pass on is a sense of humanitarianism because yeah. when you provide this opportunity for someone, it inspires them to get on their feet and when they're able to, they want to do the same thing for another person. And it's a dose of dignity. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes, sure. sometimes a dose of dignity is all you need to just get right and then get, just get that proper foot forward. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes, I, my, my, my understanding is too, is sometimes you just need a legitimate address to get yeah, out, <laughs> to yeah. break that cycle. I mean, yeah. it's, it sounds very um, black and white, but you know, to, land that job if you don't have said address that's true I mean, sometimes you just got stopped right there or now to even vote you have to have a legitimate address. oh right. that too so the things that we take all for granted is completely thrown out the door when you don't have an actual address mm -hmm. and then of course the dignity to have the confidence to get out there to do all the things that you need to do to just move forward um you know and we don't think about that on the day to day we just, I mean, we don't. So I love that. I love, I, I use the word progressive a lot. And I think some people get weird because they think I'm being political and I'm really not. I'm just, to me, this is the word I use to just talk about evolving actions, right. for lack of a better word. Progressive versus stagnation. Yes. I mean, it's not a movement. It's, it's, it is a movement, but it's a physical movement. It is a physical right. movement. It's, it's, it's offering a little... It's offering a way to pivot and shift mm -hmm. what has not worked and how More things haven't changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't really think it has to be political. God, everybody's such a curmudgeon sometimes. <laughs> it's in the AARP handbook. <laughs> it needs to be. It needs to be. Oh my gosh. I'm not far from that, actually. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I'll tell you what, too. And this is another thing, too. Back here in um, Jacksonville, as, as far as like progressive uh, actions go, I've always said in this city, we have a little hub, and maybe not so little anymore, but Jasmine. And if you're not familiar with Jasmine, I know you guys probably are just by virtue of being in this community, but they are a progressive force in a city as such. And sometimes we don't feel, view Jacksonville as that, but maybe. Maybe Jacksonville's changing, I don't know. But Jasmine, Jasmine's opened up their third um, home that was donated by, um, I think, a couple out from Bolano, to be quite honest. They've been working on it, and now this is actual, this is an actual hub for homeless youth, um, in particular LGBT, but I don't think limited to, to be quite honest, because at the end of the day, if you have a youth who's homeless, they're right. not going to say no. Yeah. And their inaugural year, they were funded by the city of Jacksonville, actually. But nice. um, I think after about a year and a half to two years, um, that funding was, uh, was limited or revoked. So oh. to take off the training wheels and have them as, not only last as long as they have, but uh, to continue to grow, I think it's amazing. Yeah, it absolutely is amazing. They're a powerhouse, and I don't think there's any stopping this horse, to be quite honest. I love that. I actually, I love it, love it, love it. I, and we know so many people who are involved in the um, in that 
community as well. And the community, by community, I mean Jasmine itself. But now I think this house, um, I think they have a few shower facilities. They have, um, I think it's a place literally for the youth to step in, probably get right, because you have to, you need that moment to get right as a youth probably being kicked to the curb. Um, you know, kiddos, and I say kiddos, I use that term loosely, but if you think about that age and then you get, you kind of, you know, you get cast away by your, by your own family. Yeah. And what are you going to do? You're going to seek out someone else who's going to show you love. And that's right. where all the problems have come in. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but for those who don't get it out there, you know, you have a, you, you that's where suicide rates spike. That's where drug habits form. That's <clears> where, unfortunately, you know, you have that one person who's trying to quote, be your friend and they yeah. end up using you soliciting you um and we all know those stories and it happens way too much so honestly that was probably one of the biggest reasons why jasmine probably has popped up and now more than ever again they're just taking over that whole i think block. no matter where you're from we always tend to seek out our own family you know apart from our biological family whether we're accepted by them or not we always tend to seek out our own friends and friends become family and it's that support system that a lot of them find so vital Mm -hmm. and uh, the anti-suicide support and so on. Yeah, and in particular, I love that about, I just love that about the LGBT community, the leather community, et cetera. I mean, I think that we are a fantastic example <clears throat> of creating our own family and empowering oh, yeah. each other, mm -hmm. like in, in, a, in a strong empowerment kind of way. Um, and, I, and I don't know, maybe because we all come from different arenas of where we've had some sort of form of being shunned or cast mm. to the side or mm. there's some sort of adversity i've always said i've been one of the few who's who's been very um fortunate to have lived in a bubble mm -hmm. from supportive family to my own businesses to my own community i've i don't know if i've created a bubble or lived in a bubble but i know that i'm a rare mm. i'm gonna know that i'm a rare entity so you know that's why i, I love i'm always going to praise jasmine i'm always going to praise jasmine just for them creating the bubble that's just not there. Mm, I think I think the, you can parallel that to the uh, hotel that the guy put together. I mean, like you, there's got to be an identity, and then yeah. there's people around, yeah. and that's what Jasmine offers. Because yeah. it used to just be um, a place to crash, not really. Back in the old days, it used to just be a place to crash and, and get information, and then they were on their way. Right. But now she's... Cindy? Cindy wants it. Yeah, Cindy has really created a home space. A home space, and I think even programs for... Oh, yeah. You know, and that's important, too. you got a place to land, but now you can even start to flourish, mm -hmm. you know, and thrive. And, and I love that we're creating a strong, powerful community for our future. I think that's fabulous. You know, and it's clearly working because now, again, talking about other facets of um, things, Disney, pivoting to Disney for a second... They are, they're, they're introducing um, a gay character, actually, I want to say, I feel like it's, um, I'm trying to understand the character a little bit from what I gather, but almost like a, a lesbian, the, the character refers to her wife and the kiddos, probably mm -hmm. the kiddos are getting on the, the nerves or whatever, but the fact is she's saying out loud, my wife's kids, la 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 la, and I'm sure it's some zany Disney-esque character, but the fact is, is that she's kind of come out as, um, 
uh, she, she came out. We don't have to, you know, guess or just say, you know, oh yeah, you know, Elsa's gay. <laughs> I figured all Disney characters were gay, just like unless you prove me wrong, everybody's gay. Right? I think Disney. Or we kick you out of the club. Or we kick you out of the club. We have had a few meetings, and yeah, some people were right out. Right? I yeah. know. I've always said Disney. Disney is so gay. You have to be uh -huh. gay to work there. I mean, look at that mustache. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, Walt, pull it off. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but I love that. And I think it speaks volumes to, uh, again, maybe the theme is being progressive in this world. A lot of people might come up in arms about it saying that uh, Disney is putting it in your face, so to speak. But if you think about it realistically, they've always portrayed people from every walk of life. The rich, the poor, the well-abled, the handicapped, uh, the heterosexual, the non. Um, so they portrayed everyone. So for them to pick out one particular part... Um, I can see where they're going with it just because it's new. Yeah. It's something that they haven't really done before. Yeah. But it's something that has been done in other shows, like Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. There's some questionable scenes uh, between females and so on and so forth. Doctor Who. It's always been there. Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of a new entity in, in media these days. I think, you know, and really, I'd love we could take it as far back as, you know, the Greeks performing on stage and men performing as the women, female characters, etc. Mm -hmm. So in reality, we've um, LGBT influences and characters, it, I think we've always sort of been there. And the, you said something about how people feel that we are putting it in their face, per se. Um, you, you know, I mean, how many times did we have to see the prince kiss the, you know, the uh, the poor, I don't know, so it could be Cinderella, it could be Snow White. All of them had to rely on a prince. They all, you know, we were force-fed their kissing. <laughs> so, and it didn't turn us straight. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> but it, it provided right? direction and good lessons, it's like, I mean. Touche, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God. Make sure she's passed out. That's yeah. it. It's my rule. I mean, yeah, 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 go kiss the woman that's passed out non consenting. Well, <laughs> I'll take it a step further and take, uh, kiss the woman that's passed out and looks dead. You know, and I'm looks not dead. Not oh, so let's bring up necrophilia. Let's not. You necrophilia. That's why we're in black. Yeah. I no, told you it'd take 10 minutes for this to go south. <laughs> I'm surprised it took this long. Uh, no anniversaries to worry about. Yeah. Okay. It relates to the subject. <laughs> okay, it does. <laughs> Quick, make an arrow that it does. Press something. Press. <laughs> I don't even know what that said. Defcon five. It said bullshit level Defcon five. Oh, okay, go. yeah, that is bullshit. Wow. Okay, whatever. I'm glad you guys agree with me. <laughs> It's got the word on the button. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's why. Okay, it says bullshit. So I pressed it thinking it was going to say something like bullshit. And it was like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that was a mouthful. Well, it's of off topic, but I like the one that says yes. Can I wear this as a pen? I'll just take this to the door. <laughs> that's how I felt after you whispered <laughs> in my ear. I was like, yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. 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 I identify as yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> and I do too. And even as a lesbian, I tell him, even though I'm chained on the other side of the fence, I love to bark at the dogs going by. You're a lesbian? Oh, I was. What? When I left this morning, wait, 
Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> Until he says yes in your ear. No, I have I... had. I we have done shows where I've had this man <laughs> licking in my ear, and I'm supposed to keep going. Oh, I was going. But hey, you not... set yourself up for that. <laughs> yeah. It clearly doesn't take much for me to turn into a puddle of something. <laughs> yes. Okay. You know who gets the no though is the archdiocese. <laughs> Archdiocese. Them. <laughs> I'm a recovering hey, Catholic, them. so I know what them. Yeah, what the um, yeah. You, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but every week there's a crusty hoe that I give an award to, and um, it's usually and it's usually like somebody from Missouri. It's usually some sort of senator who's Republican who gets busted in a gay orgy, and you know, it's just something like that. Usually, it's the it's the one who tries to stomp your flame out but then we'll go party with you and have sex so but this week's crusty hoe goes to the arch archdiocese thank you you're welcome them <laughs> <laughs> so oh uh, i you know and i don't want to say all catholics because i have catholic friends too now seriously though. it's okay we won't tell anyone <laughs> But they, but they finally admitted to forcing out to their, um, it's a school out in um, Washington, I think, a Catholic school. And so they finally admitted to forcing out a couple of their um, teachers who are separately, not together, but are engaged to their partners. And they came out with that and uh, eventually they just got like, they got forced out. So um, that said, I think... Uh, a lot of um, how to say it. They've gotten a lot. Obviously, they're getting a lot of backlash. I won't even say that the school has even the the, uh, the student body has even kind of rallied for them. And I'm pretty sure that they do have no intention of coming back to the school. I think they just want yet again more progressive change and maybe use this as a kind of a platform to say, mm -hmm. you know, this is just not acceptable. You know, I don't care who you are, Archdiocese. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get better at that one day for some reason. No, don't. It's yeah, I'm a recovering Catholic, and you don't want to know. Yeah, no. And whenever somebody asks me, is it lesbians in, in the Catholic religion? No, there's none. None, none. at and you, all. In you and in. I get I get thrown, sometimes I get thrown off a little bit because I feel like there have been like progressive movements within that um, religion per se. Um, I don't know, sometimes even the Pope right now, he's kind of, um, this current Pope, everybody sort of really praises him and he's kind of, he's got a few viewpoints that really are um, very inclusive. Mm -hmm. So when you see moments like this, I'm like, all right, so what's going on here? Are you guys supportive or not is it you know i i think that the people that got ousted i think that they were um probably sure they just used some sort of uh, verbiage or language to say that basically they didn't represent the proper mold that i kind of i can compare that to the tattoo community there are uh, corporations and established businesses that say you can't have tattoos past this point but then people push the boundaries they get tattoos on their hands and on their necks and eventually the employers say well okay we can loosen this up a little bit because they don't have a choice. Uh, to be inclusive, uh, they have to do it these days, whether or not it's within their standards, whether or not they're compromising their morals or their values, they kind of have to do it to maintain that number of people. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess. <laughs> I mean, in one sense I see it, in the other sense I'm like, eh, it's just 
stop being a crusty hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 think it, I think the popes have become more progressive because of the what happened to the last pope that was riding in a car and was shot. I think if a couple of these uh, bishops, etc., we put them out in a car, they'd... Yeah, they'd, they'd be going, you know what, maybe that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. They're not really out there. They're yeah. in their little mansions that the collections have. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, um, sometimes uh, sometimes you get growing pains, and uh, this might be one of them for the Catholic community. Sorry. Not. Not sorry. <laughs> well, ooh. yeah, that is a big no. See, and that was a clear no. That was a firm, clear no. I like that. Button. No narrative. She wants no narrative with the exclamation. No bullshit. Just bullshit. Just good old fashioned one word bullshit. It is one word, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is, yeah. It is right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's early. <laughs> it, it is for us. Yes, it is. It is. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, don't come out of my coffin for just anybody. Yes. Um, so, okay, so sure. uh, again, progressive movements, we have a dad in Toronto who is actually celebrating his son, a son uh, I guess the son actually, maybe 16 or so, is having his first, um, I guess, dose of testosterone, and through that, the father is actually celebrating his transition, literally with like a, just a big party of, you know, the kids' peers, and, you know, and I, I just, I love, I love that, that that just wholehearted spiritedness that you want embodied in a parent. You know, it's kind of almost what Jasmine's striving for, right? Like we talked about earlier. And so, you know, and maybe, I don't know if it, is it, do we think it's, is it a generational thing? Do you think there's more and more of this happening? Um, I, I think it is because in this generation of parent, um, they're becoming less and less concerned about what the neighbors would say or what their other family members would say. They just want to love their child the way that they want their child to yeah. love um, as they grow older. Mm -hmm. um, they don't want to. They don't want them to be encumbered by uh, issues or childhood trauma or things like that. Uh, we've seen uh, a lot of support uh, for this younger generation. It's, it's it's heartwarming. It really is, and. The, the fact that we have more and more support out there in different styles and stories that we hear about, it fosters the, how would I say it? It fosters new statistics that show us that now suicide rates are dropping. Uh, kids are staying home. Kids are staying in school. You know, they're, they're learning love like you're supposed to. That's your job yes. as a parent. You're learning love. You're learning, you know, and then, and, you know, of course, it builds our community up, obviously. But I don't know why it's such, uh, it's not rocket scientists, science, it's not rocket science to love your kid. It's, it's a what you're thing. supposed to do. And in fact, um, only recently, this is a true story, I uh, know of one couple, a hetero couple, uh, the dad had to drive to California to pick up his uh, daughter because uh, she came out to uh, her mother as trans. They, were, they, were, uh, they had divorced, the mother was living in California with the daughter. When uh, she came out, um, the mother basically said, okay, well, when you're graduating, you're out of my household. Yeah. You're, you're gone. So dad came, he drove all the way there to pick her up and, and from driving from one coast to the other, from California to Jacksonville, 
that was the beginning of the transition, you know, getting rid of some clothes, cutting the hair, so on and so forth. So it was kind of nice to make that coast-to-coast transition in yeah. the beginning that way. It was kind of nice. Oh, so yeah, that's amazing. But, you know, so for all the stories that we hear um, that are... I just basically want to say for all the stories that we hear that really shake us to the core and unnerve us or scare us or concern us, I think more and more we're getting more of this progressive, it's just the word of the day, but this turnaround of action, this final, this evolution. And I don't know if it's just, it's changing over the generations or for just finally getting through or, you know, sometimes I used to just say all the time, I'm like, you know, you just got to wait for them to die off. Well, it doesn't just change how a parent feels that they can love their child, but it also changes the age group in which these children are learning how to express themselves yeah. and feeling like they have a safe place to do so. Uh -huh. It seems like they're coming out younger. They younger are. Years. They absolutely are. Uh, to the point now, I mean, they're, you know, you know, and I used to talk about this a lot that, you know, when I was, when I was 10 or even younger, I, there wasn't really that kind of language for me to know or understand. There wasn't you know, I didn't have the internet. You know, RuPaul wasn't a household name. It wasn't any of this stuff. So I think looking back, could I, did I know that I was gay? Maybe, but I don't think I knew the words for it or what it was. And I probably just went on to play with some friends, but now there is that dialogue for mm. kiddos to really kind of understand who they are and maybe what that means, these feelings, what these feelings mean. And that would be BWG, before Will and Grace. Yeah, maybe so. Um, despite the stereotypes, Will and Grace was a show that really kind of uh, made it mainstream. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of pioneering. Well, it's, and it's easy, it's easy to come out as gay now and cause, because when I was growing up, it was homosexual. Sounds and scary, was, right? I know. And I, I tell everybody, even though I tell everybody, I never really came out because I didn't want the whole world to go, duh. <laughs> but, you know, it. I didn't know it was... I had girlfriends from the time I was able to cross the street by myself. I mean, and until somebody said, hey, you know you're supposed to have a boyfriend. I was like, yeah, what for? Oh, I have furniture. I, I didn't know it wrong, you know? And then the psychology book started. Yeah, no. Well, I think that's what it is. I think, I think you know, a lot of us can really think back to when we were young and to think about, okay, there was, now looking back with adult eyes, there were some solid moments where you thought, okay, that was a moment. I should, you know, looking back, that was another hint, or that was a moment. And I can even think back to the younger days, and I used to have this one little best friend of mine, Keith, for example, and... You know, and I loved hanging out with him. I loved playing with him. We, we got along. And I remember thinking, well, I guess I'm supposed to like him, like him. That's what society like him, dictates, like him, right? Like you, you like him, like, like him. Like him, like him. Like him, like him. So I tried to switch gears. I pivoted to like him, like him. And you know what? That ruined everything. That ruined the relationship. There went my sandbox days. I really didn't like you, like you, Keith. I just liked you. <laughs> I was a little gaby, and you know, I didn't have the, so I didn't have the language for it. <laughs> likey, likey, she did not likey, likey him anymore. Dear Keith Johnson, no Disney I didn't like here. you like you. <laughs> I just liked you. <laughs> sorry to ruin the friendship, but... <laughs> sorry to ruin the friendship. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, also too, uh, since legalizing gay marriage, and this has kind of come up in recent, but now they're starting to show statistics uh, that 
and it hasn't been really that long on a nationwide level, since legalizing gay marriage, statistics have shown that the suicide rates have dropped. Now, is this just in general or just in the LGBTQ community? I would say within... I mean, I would say within the LGBTQ community because really it was our community that wasn't allowed to get married. <laughs> you know, everybody else got to. And, and, and I mean, I, I also found it interesting, and I don't think a lot of people know this, but not only did allowing us to actually legally get married and be with our partners, I mean, there's so many protections that came with it, but I want to say there was like over maybe 1,100 different, and I'm going to fudge this up, but legally there was... It, all these different from tax breaks to protections to laws to you know over like 1100 different bulleted items were granted to us that we never had before i'm surprised there was so much resistance against it though and i'm thinking not just from the romantic value yeah. but from the monetary that's um, kind of where i was going there would have been lawyers and florists and photographers <laughs> and bakers just clamoring at the idea of this for the money that they'd be raking in from these gay marriages yeah gay divorce court <laughs> oh, that's true. that's why kate clinton a uh, lesbian comedian kate clinton yes. years ago I said, <laughs> said i don't know why we're pushing for gay marriage we don't even do going steady great <laughs> it's kind of yeah. 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 yeah but you know that's the thing it's at the end of the day it's like if you want the option let me have the option. Your little world did not blow up. You still have your down picket fence in your house. And, you know, I mean, we didn't disrupt anything. I always just say, mind your fucking business. That's the gay agenda. Though I did notice it was kind of a hot button when it was first legalized. There were people becoming uh, engaged and marrying just because they could. And even though they'd only known each other for a few months. Yeah. Like, hey, let's do this because we can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's been some fallout from that, but yeah. um, that's going to be a growing section, a growing pain, but like everything else. It is a growing pain, and you know, and I don't know why we shook the core of all the curmudgeons out there that didn't want the uh, marriage proposal to get or proposal. But you know, the, those who were against it are the same people who probably had like three divorces, or you know went out and got married on a whim in Vegas <laughs> and then you hear all the stories and it's those people like Pam Bondi but I mean seriously though it is it's it's those people and and so obviously now you know it, little by little each state was like spotty cellular service we started getting blips of, <laughs> <laughs> like okay you know and I remember for a time it's like well which state do you want to get married in we could do it in uh, Massachusetts we can do it in Hawaii you had to kind of pick your damn destination which was then expensive but we were willing to do it and now finally it was like yeah obviously nationwide coverage so um but you know again no surprise the um suicide weight i keep saying suicide weight it is a weight but a rate the rates have dropped the rates have dropped and it seems to just obviously piggyback on general just acceptance and freedom to be your authentic self and live your life as there's you a, need to. I'm sorry, there's particularly an increase in marriages uh, in Florida, I think South Carolina and Maine, because in those three states out of the 50, you only have to be a notary to perform a wedding. You don't have to be uh, uh, part of the clergy. Mm -hmm. so. Even better. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I said too much. Anyways, so thank you. Thank you both for joining me. Um, I just wanted to talk to you guys for a second. but. I would like to know what's going on 
in your world. I know that you are a local business owner, hot daddy, etc. You are a comedian, <laughs> hot leather woman. <laughs> just like leather. Well, I'm like a side note here, you know? She's like, he's over there. I have to say, yes, you're hot too. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm the side note. I'm all the way shoved down here. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> now, I'm just curious about it. I was just hoping maybe you guys could share what's, go what's going on in your world, please. Me first. Please, please. Um, I'm an Aries. No. Um, <laughs> last night, well, last night we... We had uh, the, an Eagle reunion. Where? Um, where were we? Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> where was I? We were at a warehouse. I, I don't know. They told us it was an Eagle reunion. Okay. We were all in leather and yeah. somebody had a paddle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was, yes. But um, it, it, it was, Devin made it significant because he called it a homecoming. Because within with the leather community, back when the Eagle was going here in Jacksonville, it was small. I mean, it was small because within the gay community, we're ostracized. Yep. So because they don't understand, you know. I think that I think you really hit the nail on the head. I think there's a lot of either misunderstanding or just no understanding. Mm -hmm. There's not even any understanding to misunderstand, and I see I've seen mm -hmm. that a lot just by mm -hmm. virtue of my involvement mm -hmm. just w with the leather community no i think they look at the surface of the um bdsm part of it and don't realize that leather itself evolved from the military men coming back and yeah. starting this society that needed to mean more it needed it was honor respect and integrity not safe sane and consensual so that's how the eagle developed that was their place and okay. then the women became involved, and then and my sir owned the Eagle before I owned it. Okay, Eagle. okay. And that was the gentleman I trained under. And when I owned the Eagle, it, it started to be more, it used to be when I was with him that I was the only female at establishments we'd go to. So then we started, there was, there was more women involved, and then came the day that I had to tell my bar family that we are letting in a hetero uh -oh. BDSM group. <laughs> and so once I showed them the electric bill, they shut up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but that's that's how it's been expanding. And now it's almost like I know I speak for, I know I speak for Mr. Wilson also. Right. Be, um, because he is part of my leather family. And we're we're going for the education that I there's more than just the marks of play. So uh, yeah, actually, and maybe you're hitting the nail on the head. Because I was going to ask you, what was it? What was the formal decision, or what made you choose to bring in someone who was heterosexual, for example? My sir told me. Because <laughs> that makes it very inclusive, if you think about it. It's very um, you're you're offering. <clears throat> You're opening up the dynamics of the group a little bit. We are, we are, and and the thing, the thing that I'm I'm getting more proud of because I was because I pulled away for a while. Okay. And then I kept getting Sir's um, voice in my head saying they're gonna know what they know. They're not gonna know the truth. And so I started coming back, and the kink community. I tried not to do this, okay, but it's I okay. just did. You just did. Um, but I the kink too. community. Um, started coming in and putting on the leather and within leather we earn every piece of leather we yes own. you do yes, so you do. it's a it's a matter of pride we just didn't find a sale at the flea market no 
So they were that involved in it. And some people kept coming to me and saying, ma'am, if you don't get out there and educate, they're not going to know. Yeah. So I think last night was showing, not only was it showing, because everybody, there were so many Leather brothers and sisters that were there at the Eagle, that were there last night, and we have gotten so old. <laughs> but I'm we sure still look good in mean. leather. Yeah, yeah you, we, we came to, to, I mean, it was a homecoming. Like Devin said, it was a homecoming, and it, it, was, it was really special. And that's amazing. I, I, I just have so much reverence and respect for the leather community, and it most certainly is beyond fashion, and it is most certainly more than just play or kink or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's a, for me, it was something that just allowed me to just now scratch at the surface of who I am. And there's so much community, there's so much self-respect, there's, um, it's an amazing experience that um, I hope to. It's been an interesting continue. dichotomy. The more that yeah. you learn about yourself, I mean, you can live half your life and not realize that there are certain parts of you that like this sensation or you like this sort of relationship dynamic. You mm -hmm. learn a lot about yourself. Um, and what you learn about yourself in the bedroom is odd that it brings you to your chosen family and the lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, because those things are, are, you know, are exclusive. But um, it's just fascinating what you learn about yourself and then you come out and you find uh, people who are into like things yeah. and it just creates this good camaraderie. And that's been diminished over the years. We've lost people, people have moved away, businesses have closed. Um, so we wanted to do this, uh, well, Miss Anna's brainchild, uh, she wanted to do this homecoming or this reunion as a sort of way to kind of like revitalize some of that energy, to bring in interest, to bring attention to uh, the subculture of, our, of the leather community, the local community. And did you folks have different leather groups? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so it was various leather groups had, coming together. Uh, we had people from uh, other cities, Atlanta. That's awesome. Um, North Carolina. Yeah, we, we had, had Mr. and Ms. Atlanta Eagle, and the, that's mm -hmm. been what only two years since mm -hmm. they've had a Ms. Atlanta. We had First Coast Leather Society, uh, First Coast Leather Association. We had uh, the Minotaurs. We had Code Twelve. It was a lot of groups represented. Yeah, and 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 also too, I think I think the community really fosters a really healthy sense of being mm -hmm. early in the end. I mean, um, I think that's the final. Something outcome. else that we have in the community is every month that we do a leather social. Uh, so the uh, Boot Rack Saloon on Lennox Avenue. Uh, um, I'm the facilitator. I kind of organize it, but we have a group. We invite groups to co-host co mm -hmm. uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, other clubs and organizations that want to do fundraisers or membership drives, bring yeah. awareness to different issues. They come in and they'll co-host and they'll uh, do what they need to do to generate interest. And it's always been fun. And what night's that? It's the second Saturday of every month. Second Saturday of every month at the Boot Rack. Mm -hmm mark your calendars well thank you thank you and thank you for talking about just community for a moment uh just on a local level thank because you. you know it's 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 important but also too i mean it's a your big piece of history here um so i appreciate you sharing that with us no pleasure thank you and thank you guys i know we went over a little bit but um tough titty so <laughs> have a good rest of your weekend i hope you enjoyed this show i enjoyed my my guests and um <laughs> stay tuned um outtex radio's got so much and um and we love you Call your mother. You know I always tell you that. I think I do that because I need to tell me that. Sorry. Call you a mother? Or call no, call mother. my... I'm like, I should oh, call my okay. mother. Well, anyways, <gasps> thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Peace out. Oh. Okay.
No, I do it once. Okay. Not really, but I didn't do it because I'm still not over that. I'm going to take this one off the table. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you put, Mindy, it will say other things other than bullshit. <laughs>